It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matty Peverell, joined by Marky D, Marky Davison, as always. Mark, I almost did Steelers War Room then, I've got to say. It's all right. Well, if it looks like, if you're on the video platform, if it looks like that I just woke up, it's true. I did. I just did. I just woke up. Uh, I, I slept in today. Now, we normally do this, what, at eight, it's eight o'clock, mm. all right? Yeah, I, I slept into about 7.30ish and I was like, man, I should have got up earlier so I get myself more fresh, you know. But here we are. So my takes today will all be wrong based off my tiredness. Well, right. that's not very, that's not very <laughs> good for the listeners. If you are on the audio, the Facebook or the YouTube side of things, um, an audio, obviously, you're listening to some replay, stay tuned because we'll get Mark fired up. Um, if you're on the YouTube and Facebook talking, side, talking jump in, Bengals. throw the questions Throw the questions in. Well, we talked way too much about the bungles in the last couple of weeks. No more bungles. Ah, uh, there's Ali Howard. There's Daredevil. Daredevil does not miss a show. Um, you know, there's a radio show host in Australia that says, you know, if you if you're going to miss the next show, that you'll need a note, need a note from your parents. And uh, Daredevil has never needed a note. He is he is on time every week. Um, but welcome, Ali. You're in you're in pretty quick as well. Um, yeah, and then you see Mark and. Zero and three Super Bowl bungles. Well done. Marky Day, how are you? Yeah, pretty good, man. Um, what are we oh, talking Eric about? Eric Askew's in there. I just got to say, awesome Eric Askew. He's a big supporter of mine on Twitter. Anyway, sorry. Back to you, Mark. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing very well. Uh, in the world of like, you know, Steelers universe, what are we? We've now finished OTAs. So that's yeah. quite exciting, right? The, the rookies have been there, done their mini camp. 
OTAs. Uh, everyone's now turned up pretty much that I think there's no more drama or not too much drama. Uh, of course, Stefan Tuitt retired and DJ that. turned back up. So, yeah, overall, I think we're moving through this thing. And Coach Tomlin talked about it um, a few weeks ago of building the foundation. And I think that's what they're, exactly what they're doing. I like every single piece. Now, I am very biased, but I like, okay, I like a lot of a lot of their moves, what they're doing. Let's put it that way. You okay. know? And it all starts from, from Big Ben retiring. It does. And, 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 and we have a better team than last year, and yet we're, we're worse off, apparently. But I like every single move that we are doing. Like offensive line, Miles um, Jack, the fellas getting back together, Brian Flores. I think there's a lot of pieces to this puzzle, and the foundation is being laid. <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Don't give away too much of the show there. But Mark and I, in this show today, are going to talk a little bit how it's open season at the Sealers. There's openings at positions um you know there's opening you know it's an it's, it's an open season we don't know what this team is going to look like and then mark alluded to it there there's a lot of criticism there's a lot of oh the Steelers are going to be fourth place in the division and all this like nonsense and actually it's quite exciting in steel fans and as mark said there with big ben you know this is the first time we've had such change but i want to rewind about six days because mark between after our show overnight the next night on the Saturday in the US in the morning or the Friday afternoon. Um, so, you know, early Saturday, Saturday, it was, yeah, definitely. No, no, no. It was definitely, it was anyway, it was Saturday. We and I haven't talked about Omar Khan regardless. Right. So I wanted to quickly talk about Omar Khan. Um, you know, what did, what were your thoughts around that? Cause you know, there were obviously a lot of speculation. We'd had other BTSC, um, you know, podcasters or article writers talk about people like a Lewis Riddick, who I never wanted to see in this room. Um, you know, they went with the homegrown guy and they didn't go with Brandon Hunt. So I wanted to see what, you know, I know I'm the big, you know, GM show with Steelers War Room and, you know, draft picks and salary caps and all the rest of it. But what did you think, like, from the, that a pure fan perspective? Like, what was your reaction to it? Pure pure fan perspective? Like, nothing like, else? I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Play the game, mate. Turn the game on and rock the Bengals and win week one, one and oh, let's go. I don't care who the GM is. From a pure, pure fan, uh, fan I'm like, I don't, I don't, not, I do not care who the GM is, right? However, the Tomlin, <laughs> the Tomlin, yeah, <laughs> we, we don't care. We do, we do not care. Uh, however, uh, I reckon, I reckon he's a good bloke because you think about it. If you don't know anything about him, he's been in the Steelers for 20, 20 years, right? How is he going to fail us now after twenty years? How can he work for twenty years for an organization and then instantly? Uh, become GM and go and 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 you know uh, not do things to steal away, right? Mm. I, I I'm excited. I'm very. Did you excited. see Ike Taylor talking about it on Pat McAfee? That was great. Uh, I, I didn't see him on on, on Pat uh, McAfee, but also they one of his first moves was bringing back Tuzar Skipper. You know, so and he's, I, mate Skipper's a legend. You need to get in the Skipper train. All right. Well, yeah. as my you know, um, supporter in the live chat will agree with me, Eric Askew. I'll say it here now. Steeler fans fight me. Tuza Skipper is nowhere near as good as Quincy Roche. I don't care what you say. But well, we haven't got Quincy Roche. We have Tuza Skipper on the roster. Yeah, but we drafted. We drafted Quincy Roche. You after, can't live in your after past, Skipper, We let him go because of Jameer Jones. And look where that got us. Tuza Skipper. Yeah, I, like, I thought Jameer Jones was right, I'm sorry. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not getting up for this. The guy's going to be cut. <laughs> and he's not. I'm no. disappointed. 
No way, man. He's, he's in the that- mark. He's in the Marcus Allen <laughs> carriage. You know, you like that train analogy. This is the carriage that we're that we're cutting uh, loose because it's slowing us down. No, I, I I disagree, man. Two's asking. There's a reason why they brought him back, right? There's a reason why they brought Skipper back for a chance to be at outside linebacker depth because we need that in that category. And he went off in 2019. We need that that behind Derek Tuscar, Avery, um, Highsmith, and what? No, but you don't. Who knows if if Tuscar or or Avery will make it? I think it's going to be uh, more QB back. Avery every day because he can go inside as well. Really? Yeah. But why else? Why else you bring him back then? Well, you bring him back to cut him again. Come on, man. Anyone? They're bringing back. Don't be be hating on. Don't be hating on Skipper. I, I, do, I, I do. I don't like him. I'm, I'm out on it. But I did want That's to bring crazy. up um, Captain Underpants in the live chat. My mouse is going haywire. Um, and he says, finally getting to hear you guys live. What's up, yo, Marky D and Matty P in the house. Had a lot of Steel fan support. Captain Underpants, yeah, I, I do. I think I saw you once mention that to me in the live chat that you struggle with our show. So really excited to have you in here. Obviously, we've moved days a couple of months ago now as well to Friday night. So anyone that listens here on us, you got to go listen to Tony Duffio as well. Like the, the deal is you get two shows on Friday night and then you get to enjoy your weekend. I mean, there's still plenty of shows on BTSC, but this is your Friday night special. Um, all right. I think from my perspective, look, I was happy it was Omar Khan. Disappointed Brandon Hunt left the organization, but you know, you got to be prudent with money. And I said this on to bad on the Steelers Q and a last week for people that, have been long-time Steeler fans. And I'm talking like, you know, bef- way before you and I, like pre-2000. And for people that know that they're all that, you know, are really familiar with the organization, it's kind of not a surprise they pick the numbers guy with money. Like that's very Rooney family, very like, it, that just, it, that's very, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, franchise DNA. Um, but all right, let's, let's pivot to the other big news. I don't want to talk about it for too long because every podcast under the sun has talked about it. But Stefan um, obviously he announced his retirement this week. This is one that you and I have danced around for what is it, like over 12 months now almost. He's, you know, you know, you and I, well, you remember, Mark, when we first started talking, who was my favorite player? (laughs) Stefan Stefan Tuit, haven't you got a jersey of his? I kept talking about getting it and then I was going to get it last (laughs) season and then he wasn't going to play. And then so I was like, oh, I'll wait till uh, next season. And now he's retired. Now the number 91 comes up. I'm like, DeMarvin Leal, can you switch your number? Because I like 91. It was the year I was born. Da, 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 da. But obviously I'm quite devastated. I think I've shared before on this show around the fact that I think he's in an ace. Yeah, he owned it. But he's in, I would say, a, I don't want to say privilege, but he's in an interesting position being able to, um, you know, enjoy or mourn, um, you know, a family member, but on full pay and with the Steelers. But I understand the Steelers and I understand him not completely, you know, saying I wanted to give it up last year. I understand the Steelers give him a shot because if he's on the roster, you know, before last season, um, you know, in 2020, he had his best year with like 11 sacks and stuff like that. He's one of the best, you know, a top 20 defensive lineman in this league, if not top 15, top 10 when he's fit. You know, you've got to give that guy a chance. They're very hard to replace. Um, it's it's really sad. It's come too early, but it's I don't know. To me, it sounds like he's going to be ma- making a different sort of contribution to society, and I wish him well with that. Um, but yeah, what like how how are you feeling? I'm just kind of glad that like the on a football side that the 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 choice was made. Uh, finally, we can start to move on as fans. Um, but for him and his side, 
you know, uh, as Michael O'Malley says, that's probably the best way to put it, right? Michael O'Malley from the chat, two at Meta Choice, beyond football, nothing but love and respect. Yeah. Hope him all luck and, and happiness in the future. 100%. And I do that with every single player. I do that with every single, yep. uh, every person, every team except the Bengals, right? So, and choose our skipper. Ah, man. I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> Just mucking with I don't, I don't, Okay. No, let, let me stop the show. Let me pause the break on the track. <laughs> Tuesday's skipper comes back like in like two or three days, right? And you already want him out. That's my problem. It's not the problem. Because I wouldn't have had him in there in the first place. That's that's beyond crazy. That is. He literally got signed two days ago and you want him out already. Oh, Oh. my. I I hope Marcus Allen starts and and wins the Super Bowl just to to piss you off. All right. (laughs) Crazy. I know that's a crazy take or not, mate. I'll tell you what, it's not possible. It's not possible to win a Super Bowl with Marcus <laughs> Allen starting. There you go. Why? Why is that? Because he's not very good. If he's <laughs> your middle linebacker, you've got real problems. I'm going to stick up for these players, and I'm going to be – I'm going. if I was Marcus Allen or Tuesday Skipper, I would block you from Twitter, and I would say to you, you go win a Super Bowl. You go out there and play. That's what I'm going to say. All right. Just give him a chance, mate. It's been three, right. three days. I've paid two million bucks to go line up there. I'll need to put on like 20 pounds, but that's not three a days since Skipper got uh back into the lineup for his 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 team that he started with, got jumped around from, from Titans and New York Giants. Hasn't done I, I get it. He hasn't done anything yet. He hasn't done anything. I get it. I okay. get it. Sorry, but, sorry. Recap there. Who did he get dropped by? Well, he got waved by uh the Steelers, of course. Yeah. And it was like the Giants and the Titans, mm. and then went the Falcons, and then I got waved again. Now he's back. Because that's Omar's so gone through first. four teams, right? And Mike yeah, Quincy did, Roche has gone to the that? Giants and has got more, he's got better stats in less I'm not, than I'm one not comparing season. him to Quincy Roche. I'm <laughs> I know, comparing him I know, to no, no, no. I'm not having to go at you. I'm just. <laughs> See that guy on the backhand corner there, Debo Harrison? He was cut six times. I'm telling you. You, 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 what? Have you not seen highlights of him playing in the 2019 season, how he went off? I don't know why we got rid of him. He's a, he's a star. It, did you say in the preseason? In 2019, he had five sacks. Uh, Two forced fumbles and one fumble recovery. Also in the in the in the preseason. Backups. Ah, come on! You got to start somewhere, mate. <laughs> He's gonna make the team, and I'm gonna rub it in your face. No way. Hundred <laughs> percent. He will. Oh, are we frozen now. Now I've broken the internet. Are you there, Maddie? All right. So now it is it is my turn to talk about the Skipper Show. As, as Maddie went out. But I do want to preface that, guys. I do want to preface that in, in this point, as Maddie's checked out for a little bit, right? The reason why I say is give give Skipper a chance. If you guys are listening on audio and guys, I think I'm still live. on, on I'm still live. Um, the reason why I say give him a chance, he literally just got back to the team like three or four days ago. There is a reason why Skipper or Tuesday Skipper for an outside live making depth um, to be behind uh, Highsmith, Watt, and uh, uh, Derek, number 48, and Janard Avery. There's a chance for him to go into a camp battle. Uh, here we go. The chance for him to go on a camp battle and prove that he can make it. All right. Where'd you go? I don't know. I think I got hacked by Tuza Skipper. <laughs> Mate, I'm, I, I said my piece. We can we can move on. You can you can you can listen to it to it later. But uh, I don't I don't understand all the hate that he's been there three or four days and you want him out. <laughs> that's what crazy. Crazy. I don't, I don't hate him. I just there's <clears throat> go after other people. There are other people right now in free agency that you go after. You don't go you don't go with skipper. It's just not a good idea. That's the craziest take I've ever heard in, in June. 
It's not a crazy take. The guy's played <laughs> 10 games in his career. He's been cut by four teams. You gotta start He's somewhere. He's got half mate. a sack in the NFL, mate. It's not a gotta, crazy take. You gotta start he somewhere, even mate. Have a tackle for a loss. You, gotta, you, gotta, you have to start somewhere, I'm telling you. There's there's a reason why they brought him start back. Somewhere. I think somewhere. He's, he's started he's tried to start in four places. <laughs> Uh, exactly, Michael O'Malley gets on my on my on my on my team here. Skipper looks at the part, dude is shredded. One hundred percent, he's he's. And then Michael ass. also said earlier, I've lowered expectations this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's to do with Ben. That's nothing to do with Skipper. Righto, all right. Half a sack in two seasons. Right, he couldn't <laughs> even start. He sat on practice squads. Quincy Roche, two and a half sacks, one forced fumble, five tackles for a loss, five quarterback hits. He's got an AV of double, approximate valuation of double what Tuzar Skipper has, and he's played like only half the season. Who's that, Skipper or Roche? Roche. Okay. Well, I'm not talking about Roche. I'm talking about that bringing in Skipper. I'm still cranky about that, okay? Like, uh, Quincy Roche is my Andrew Bulbar Malik Lewis, all right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh. I hope. Oh, that's crazy too, isn't it? He doesn't. Anyway, know he, when he I said open season on this show, I think it's open season. You and I going at each other. Pretty much, pretty much rabbit season, duck season, rabbit season, duck season. All right, it's skipper well, season. Let's for not me, get mate. back to duck season now. Let's not get right. back to duck. Same, same thing. I thought duck was okay. I thought he did all right when he when he had the chance to. He he just got oh, figured out. Are you, got, are you gonna really rile me up? He, really? Got, he got he got figured out near the end. Pretty much. Yeah. I was gonna say because like I was at that Bills <laughs> game. And you could tell that it, it was done. Like they needed to put in Mason. Any anyway, any, anyway. Um, well, we've had a lot of good debate. This I can't believe we spent ten minutes of the fifteen minute show so far talking about <laughs> two sub body skipper. <laughs> well, it all started with, in my opinion, it all started with because that's Omar Khan's first sign. Like first sign, I think it's his first sign to, to bring a player back. So, what a way to start his Hall of Fame career. <laughs> I do love, you know, my God, I've got to bring this up. Every time it disconnects, we get the scary bad icon and yeah. Steelers Freak brings it up. He's like, I'm waiting for the bad icon. Oh, it, sends me into a, I'm not, it sends me into a monologue huddle mode. I'm not ready for it. I'm like, what do I talk about? Well, I said my, you had I said your chance. Piece. It was all about Tuzar Skipper, your favorite. Yeah, I, I, no, I, I, said my, I said my piece on that and I left it there. <laughs> but it's just, look, I'm just saying it's ludicrous because you give the guy four days and he's already out the window. But all right. <laughs> Uh, that that's hilarious. So, <laughs> obviously, Archie Hayes have been going on as well. I did want to go through like the steps between now and the season, but the Steelers are playing around with all those dates. Like, I think there's a few more OTAs to go, and then there's another mini camp, and then there's training camp, and all that stuff's being sorted. Maybe it's got sorted out last night, but it's pretty early in the morning for Mark and I. Um, but I know I listened to the preview. A replay of the preview, which obviously was on US Thursday night, which is Mark and my Friday lunchtime. I listened to the preview, I think like 9 p.m. our time last night. So about six hours, sort of after, seven hours after it um, went on air. Um, and there was no update then. So um, anyway, basically, Mark, I, I guess going into the season right now, we've got some questions at quarterback. Got some questions. That I think you and I have questions at running back. You know, we've got questions now on the defensive line. Maybe some people... Are happy with where it was. I think a lot of people are being a bit unfair to Wormley. He had a career year last year. Um, you know, if we've got time for Tuzar Skipper, we've certainly got time for Chris Wormley. Um, but I, I guess 
how are you feeling? Because as I said at the start of the show, and as you and I were talking about off air as well, it is open season because we don't really know who's going to, there's a lot of positions. We don't know who's going to be that star in that room. We can see some things on paper, other, other things we're waiting for that depth chart, that perennial depth chart or proverbial depth chart to get, you know, hammered to the wall. And that's your starting team week one. But is there a position right now that's still standing out for you as like, you're not quite feeling comfortable. You're not quite sure, you know, you, you, yeah, you're not happy with, you know, who, who's there at the, at the, at the number one position. I'm good. You're all good. I'm Completely good. all good. You're going to ruin that part of the show. All right. I'll pack up. I'll pack up. I told you overall, I think it's been a pretty good off season. I think a lot of young guys coming in. Uh, we're all like 25, 26 years old. Yes, to it retires a defensive line. Sure, that sucks. But I think they will fill that void with maybe like a Louder Milk or Leal could be in there. Uh, if they go out and get a friend, sure. But overall, maybe the possibility of the running back number two. I don't know what's going to happen with Snell and McFarland. But when I did see McFarland carry the football and now that he looks healthier, I'm like, oh, there could be a chance, a bit of, you know, optimism for him to carry the football be there and number 26 um and then you see some like articles and even vision of snow running the football and getting like oh i want to give that guy another chance see if he can if he can run the football but i think i think overall if if like maybe the weakest area i i don't maybe on offense it could be it could be running back and on defense it might be might be cornerback i don't know i really don't know but I'm pretty happy with what, how, I just think at the moment, how much people think we're going to fail and where we actually sit is a big yeah. difference. So, so yeah. I don't okay. think we're in any, we're not in any rebuild. We have, we have a veteran quarterback in Trubisky. Maybe there could be questions at quarterback. We don't know, right? But we have a veteran guy in Trubisky who's going to leave. Well, just, let's just pause there. Let's just pause there. So I want to explore that. I was in Draft Dudes podcast the other day, and they were talk- talking on the draft network, and they were talking about this as one one of the guys had the Steelers as being a team that will draft in the top ten next year. So that's like less than seven wins, pretty much, or less than eight wins for sure. And then there, you know, he was like, "Oh, they've got questionable quarterback play." And one of the other two guys were like, Are "You kidding? You know, you've got Trubisky and Pickett. You know, you know, you've got to be pretty against the odds for both those guys to fail." But you bring up a really good point. Like, we don't really know whether it's going to work or not. Now, most of us, even if you put the Steelers fandom to one side, you think about Matt Cannon, you think about Mike Tomlin, you think about this organization who they bring in. You know, Trubisky does have a pretty decent decent resume. Pickett's coming out of some great experience in college and having done some great things, regardless if people think he was a one-year wonder or a couple-year wonder. Um you're really right there, though. Like, this is the... I mean, and we talk about Ben and how much Ben slowed us down the last few years and that realisation. And you remember, like, I love how much you're on that train and, like, I was egging it on for a while behind the scenes. And you remember, like, the last, like, almost 18 months I've been scared to criticise that because um, I just don't want to deal with the backlash. But, like, you've gone more on that train than me. And so, like... It's I don't truth. know. I want to get your feeling right now. Do you think we're going to be? Do you think it's going to work? Do you think one of them is going to work out? Do you think both of them is going to work out? Like, are you talking the train you're talking about? Are you talking about how Big Ben slowed us down? Yeah, that is the hundred percent truth. I'll get backlash. I don't care. 
Bring it up. Yeah. Oh, no. Me too. I do not care. Remember, like I said that before last season when we talked yeah, about yeah, like, yeah. Big Ben can't well, throw that the was, ball. That was, like, like. that was during the season. I've now finally taken off my black and gold goggles and thinking he literally <laughs> did slow us down for two years. We had no chance, or not, not no chance, but we had, I think we had, it's so weird. We had a, a chance to win at the same time we really didn't. The only time we had a chance to win was because, <laughs> because when we got down like 40 points and he come back to help us. But there was no yeah. game plan. There was zero game plan for him to to orchestrate the offense and actually have a game plan to, all right, okay, keep him on 20 and do this and do that. And then we get to this point, you know? It was like, okay, Ben, we're in trouble. Can you help us win the game? I'll try, you know? And he almost got us there, but he never did. But now yeah. we have like a fresh new start with uh, Trubisky Pickett. Najee Harris looks like a champion. His thighs are the size of like, Tree trunks. Like he's massive. Bettis weight now. He's prime. Yeah. I'm not even worried about the. I'm not worried about the weight. I think he's all full of muscle. Uh, And I, I, I reckon we are better off than because Big Ben was like, he 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 did control a lot of things. You know, even if even it's hard for us to say that because like well for me to say that because I'm like on in in Australia. But you look at it, there was no way that he was getting told what to do from Canada. There was no way he was getting told what to do from Mike Tomlin. If he went out there and went, oh, I want to throw the ball here now, Ben, we're, we're up by 14 points. You don't need to throw it. No, nah, I will throw it. <laughs> you know? Like, I, Look, I love the guy, but I'm so excited to see what can happen this year with Trubisky playing more into as a team role in that, in that with, with Canada and working with him to see what can happen. That's, that's what I think. So, But you, you are right. Like, you, you saw it last year and was like, well, if we didn't have Ben, who else would we have? We would have had Rudolph with Duck, but same time, he just it was just the exact same offense every single time, every time, yeah. And I think the running back room, I mean, people talk about this well like, Snell's gonna make it even like he's gonna make it like as the third running back, even because of the special team stuff. I completely agree with that from Steelers Freak. You know, we talk about McFarlane being the odd man out with Eric. I, I again, that's something I mean, we joke about on this show, or and I've joked about it with Shannon White a million times, like. McFarlane just can't, you know, he just trips over his own feet. Like there are, uh, there are four or five running backs that I'm really interested in bringing in and just seeing like Daryl Williams out of, um, or Darrell Williams out of the Chiefs. He's, he's been injured the last couple of years, but bring him in and have a look at him. You know, you've got guys like, you know, Corey Clement from, he's played at the Cowboys, but he was obviously with the Eagles. He's done some stuff in the league. Alex Collins, um, the Seahawks, Jordan Howard out of the Eagles. Um, Jarek McKinnon's still there, you know, you know, open slather as well. Like there are guys you can bring in, um, to have a, to, to have a look at them, but like we're talking third or fourth guys. I think bad brought up a really good point on the preview the other night where he talked about, there are going to be teams that see what they've got and that are looking to offload people going into the season or looking to swap or might have an injury at a position. And that makes people available. Now trading for a running back is not something you like to do. But if you've got a proven guy there that's under 28 and another team that, you know, you feel is better or can do more for you in the run game than Benny Snell, spend a future sixth on him. Like, why not? You may as well bring someone in that's proven. Like, it's got to be a win now. Well, you said it too, right? It's, it's This roster right now is probably not the same roster that's going to go on the field in week mm. one, nor will it be the same roster going into week nine. So we have to remember that this is an ever-changing you know, uh, depth chart and same with the QB position. Week one will be different to maybe week 10 or week, week 17. So that's such a long season now. You can't, you can't predict who's going to be the starter the whole way through unless you are a TJ Watt or a Cameron Hayward or Minka. You know, otherwise the O-line's going to change. Um, 
people get injured, people get hurt, you know, people get held out for different games. It's 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 actually, you know, a, a, a fun reason why we watch football, right? The, the unexpected, you know. And I think a lot of people are counting us out already, but I truly do think it's one of the best off-seasons, even bringing in Brian Flores. We don't talk about that much. Fantastic. Yeah, coach. let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Like, what, yeah. you know, how, how are you feeling about Flores? Because I know you're a big Fantastic. fan. I, I, I'm, I'm like, I can't believe we've got him on the roster. Like, I I, I think if the Steelers go, if the, here's my big take, right? If the Patriots are more than two games out of the playoffs this season, which they could be, that roster's not that good, right? And if the Steelers have a top 10 defense and win two playoff, like win at least a playoff game, Bel- Belichick out, Flores back to the Patriots. You watch. Bel- Belichick out? Yep. Really? Well, I don't want to lose Flores. I, I don't want to lose him either. <laughs> I think he's great. I always bring it up, but it's, it's it's the game I saw last year was one of the best games I've ever seen in my life. It was Dolphins versus Ravens. And oh, that was terrific. And he was, was like unbelievable. in the box. Like. Unbelievable. I don't yeah. know what he was we were doing. We talking in that game. Didn't we watch oh, half it together? Or like I was I don't, I don't know. But I, or something like that. Like it was fantastic. Like the this the scheme of what he did, how to to uh, confuse Lamar Jackson. The overall defensive scheme was fantastic. He was pretty much rushing seven or eight every time, seventy five percent blitz or whatever it was, or the, for the whole game. And the other fellas, the the cornerback and safety, you didn't know who was dropping, and they covered everyone. And they won the game. They 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 tackled for loss. They had uh, I forgot who the safety was. I think it might have been Holland. Holland was a safety down there. Got Javon Holland. Yeah, that guy made me yeah. some money. I had him. I had a draft bet on him last year. Yeah, but it, the linebackers they all bought in. Like every the whole team scheme on defense absolutely shut down the Ravens. And then the 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 offense wasn't that great that that, that game. But they won like 20, 27, 25 to nine or something. So. If they if he can bring that attitude to the Steelers, and what I like about it is that he changed mm-hmm. up the game plan for a certain game, right? And we know how like what what Dick LeBeau used to do, and really study the game was was, was fantastic to to move the pieces around, right? And if he can bring that aspect to it, because people give Tom one criticism all the time, he just had the same idea, same idea all the time. If we can bring Flores that that idea to a fresh new face. And ideas around a change it because that game was fantastic. The Ravens were a favorite to win, one hundred percent. And the Dolphins yeah. went out there, confused Lamar. He couldn't do anything. He couldn't run anywhere. Couldn't pass anywhere. It was game over. So I'm so excited. He's a head coach, and yes, he's going through all that stuff that he's going through with the courts and stuff like that. So I wish him, you know, wish him luck. But he's a head coach at the end of the day. His uh, overall winning percentage got better. I think it was five eleven. I think it was like ten and something. Then nine and eight. Like he got better. His 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 record is like I think yeah twenty it's almost half and half. Overall, it's there we go. Steelers freak says he blitzed uh, ten players. Wow, ten players thirty seven times. There you go. So there's only one player left. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know I, a fun I, fact? Yeah, always. This is pretty nuts actually, because I went out there to prove that he would add something to the Steelers. <laughs> coaching that he doesn't actually add so i thought i wonder how many challenges he's won i know that sounds like a random thing but that's something that tomlin always gets criticism for you know how he throws a challenge and he mm. can't get it and he can't run timeouts and all the rest <clears> of it. <throat> so brian brian flores i thought it was higher than this but he's had thrown 19 challenges in his career as a coach as the head coach and he's won eight of them 
for a win record at forty-two percent. That's not too bad. What do you think, Mike? Mike Tomlin's is Mike Tomlin's uh, had eighty-four challenges. What percentage do you reckon? I Mike think Tomlin's he's had? he's like thirteen percent, isn't he? Forty-two percent. Really? The, the same? Yeah, I know. I was in oh, shock. Wow. I was like, yeah, Mike Tomlin has won 36 from 84. There you go. That, that just shows you how the narrative can paint a picture. But but he's had, th- he's had three seasons where he got none, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is hard, though, when you think about it, because they all because the refs don't want to be wrong at the end of the day. I know much how we hate the refs, right? But like, same in the NRL. If you yeah. make a choice and you challenge, the refs don't want to be wrong, do they? So, Steelers freak for people on the audio side when we're talking about the 10 blitzes said it was like a Viking raid on a nun monastery. <laughs> it was actually one of the, I think one of the, probably the game, that probably was my game of 2021 last year was that Miami Dolphins game. Because it was just so, it was so good to see that they could actually take care of Lamar Jackson the right way. They confused him uh, so much. This is, you're going to hate this. Actually, a lot of Steel fans are going to hate this, but I'm a straight shooter, so it is what it is. And then I want to bring up Eric Askey's comment because it's a great question. Um, my game of the year was when the Chiefs beat the... Uh, sorry, when the Bengals beat the Chiefs just because I wanted to see Mahomes frustrated. And, like, the Chiefs ran it on fourth and, like, went backwards and then it was a penalty and then they, like, soaked up the game clock. And I know I know you don't want to hear that, Mark, and I know that helped them win the division, but I I just I really three. enjoyed Mahomes getting beat by <clears throat> Joey Burrow and the Bungles. It just... I liked it. It was just fun. It's it's fine. They're still 0-3 in my heart. And I'd like like I said, they will never win a Super Bowl, so it's fine. But I just think overall as like a as a defensive. It was scheme, a great game. It was one of the yeah. better games of the season for sure. Mm. The one you're talking about. Um with the Dolphins Ravens. So Eric Askew brings up a point that I, it, it, I was thinking a little bit about this when you when you brought out Brian Flores. So he says, Well, t- um Terrell Austin has the official title of defensive coordinator. Do you think Flores will be more impactful? Now, what I was going to say was, and, and then go ahead and answer, answer the question, of course, Mark. I, Terrell Austin, if you're Terrell Austin, you can look at this one of two ways. Ah, oh, no, Brian Flores is coming for my job. Or you can go, this is my first year as defensive coordinator. I deal really with the defensive backs in the secondary. This actually is going to alleviate a lot of pressure on me and help me help make me look good kind of thing. So I don't know. How, how do you, how do you see what I've suggested there? And, you know, do you think Flores will be more impactful? And ultimately that's going to be a very hard thing to judge because really all the units need to be cohesive together <clears throat> and all the defensive line changes that we've talked about and to it leaving, it's almost like Carl Dunbar with the way that the run defense was last year. Carl Dunbar is almost the most important guy on defense right now. But how do you, how do you feel about these defensive coaches and Flores and Austin and, you know, who's going to make an impact? Well, I, I, I don't think, you know, I don't think there's any pressure that he's going to take his job or nothing like that, right? Because at the end of the day, once they know their roles and what they're doing with the team, they're all going to play for the team. But to be impactful, I think, yeah, Terrell Austin will have probably a bit more less pressure knowing that Flores can go out there and help. Mm. Like, And you think about the the linebackers we do have, besides adding in uh, uh, your mate Skipper, right? That it's a pretty pretty decent linebacking call and defense as well. You have TJ Watt and Highsmith for the starters, right? So, and then you bring in head coach ability of Flores and now Austin too. Um, there is, yeah, there's there's less pressure for him to focus on that. But all these heads getting together, it's it's going to hopefully be a masterpiece that that we can go out there 
and do like the the, the Dolphins did to the Ravens. Because yeah. we need to confuse in the AFC North. We need to get to Burrow, right? Also, we don't know who the quarterback for the, the Browns is at the moment. That is complete. Oh, my Lord. That's just who knows what's going on over there. Oh, mate, Deshaun Watson's not playing this year. I mean, especially exactly. after the comments that were made after overnight. And I've said that since the moment they traded for him. And that could be also, the biggest blunder in a, in a, like getting Watson. It's so brown. It's so, isn't it? It's so brown. Yeah. Like, I, I, and they, they've now tread on Baker's toes so much where does Baker even want to be a brown? <laughs> you know what? I, it's going to get better. They're going to trade. Uh, they're going to trade for like a Carson Wentz <laughs> next season. I, I just see it. Yeah, they've really shot themselves in the foot, but uh, we need to, yeah, they've got to figure out Lamar Jackson and Burrow because they're, they're high, highly talented quarterbacks. And I think that's the reason why they brought in a guy like Flores too, because I think it's going to help out the team uh, overall. I'm really excited for this defense. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for defense every year, but but if they're healthy, um, and and with the addition too of Miles Jack as well, to also re, to revamp up them. Yeah, I'm big on that. I agree. I'm really like, big on that. There's a lot of things here that I think, Hopefully we can get back the winning way. And what I've seen too from this year as well, and maybe because maybe because Big Ben is now out of the loop, I don't know. But they they seem more cohesive and more like a brotherhood where uh, Gentry and and um, uh, Frymouth were joking a lot around with the team, you know. And Cameron Hayward's joking around. It does feel more like they're a brotherhood this year than previous years. I don't know if you see the same thing. Yeah, I agree. I think there was a podcast that talked about this a little while ago, and I think it was with Shannon and. Might have been Jeffrey Benedict. I, I can't remember who was on it. And and, you, and you, it's exactly what you talked about there. Ben came from this old school steal away. And we're still the steal away, right? And I hate calling it like this because there's a Patriot way. But it's just being a stealer and, and what that means in the culture, right? That, that doesn't mean that you can't have a bit of fun and have a muck around. You've got to take things seriously. But you've also got to enjoy. Like, at the end of the day, from, you know, May through January... Right, we're talking eight, nine, like nine months of the year, basically, if not more, really, particularly if you're in the rookies. You you are spending time with these guys, like these guys, these brothers, you know, anyone that's played a contact sport knows the camaraderie that you build as well. Like Dave Schofield tries to distract us with a comment that's you know, actually it's it a bit on Dave. It's a bit on Dave like, but anyway. Dave's Dave's um, been hacked. <laughs> yeah, Dave's been hacked. It's choose our skipper. You're gonna to have to get rid of him. Oh it? no, mate. Anyway, Jesus. anyway, I want to go back to it. But um, you know what was this saying? Yeah, camaraderie. And so, like, when you've got that divide where like there's this old grumble bum in the room, basically like, oh, I just want to do that. And Ben, I'm not saying it was wrong, and it, and it worked for the time. But people have changed, and that was what was really interesting about the Ike Taylor interview with Pat McAfee. They talked about Tomlin, and they and and Pat McAfee was talking about the fact that. Tomlin last season got asked if he was going to USC. Remember that famous press conference where he slapped that thing down? And and Ike Taylor was like, he's only just getting started. Like, you look, because they said, oh, will Mike Tomlin leave soon? You know, and Ike's like, no, and he's actually made like 90 mil, you know, over 90 mil in coaching and da, da, da. But he said he's not going to finish him because he feels like he can relate to these players. He's got kids that are in this player's generation. And yes, I think there's an old school way to how the Steelers do things. I think there's the Tomlin old school way of hitting people and smash mouth. But I do think there's this modern culture. And I do think they're going to need to do that to keep guys like a Pickens, a guys like even get the best out of Claypool. We saw 
in retrospect, what, what Tomlin did with AB and Lav Bell and, and kept that all together. Even Justin Harrison, who you talk about, you know, it wasn't perfect, but they kept him, you know, rocking and rolling and look at what he was able to do. And I think Mike Tomlin's going to be able to do that better than what he has. And that's why when you see things like the Steelers are going to have a losing record or the Steelers are going to be fourth in the AFC North, it is it's actually ridiculous to say that because, you know, history suggests that that's not going to be the case. The and team, the, this the roster is better. better overall. They have so two quarterbacks better. that can throw the ball. <laughs> they have two quarterbacks, Muth in the second year, Najee in the second year. We like what we are saying now is every Steel fan knows this. Like we like on the uh in the old uh you know the wage betting stuff here in Australia, the Steelers are fourth and the Browns are first to win the division. How are the Browns the first to win the division without a quarterback? I don't know. I seriously is this do Mr. not Davis? know. Is this is this Bad's dad? It might be. I enjoyed that show when you've appeared on if it is um Bill Davis, but yeah. That's exactly right though. Winning builds camaraderie as well. And I think even one of the fellas said it like they're starting to if you can build friendship, might have been Cam. You build friendships and, and mateship right yep. now in this in the training camp, going to mini camp, and there isn't too many distractions. You know, DJ was like really the only distraction. Other than that, they're all going out there to fight. They're all going out there to be competitive. This year, out of all the years, is yes, we have a new quarterback, but we still don't know who's going to be. So that makes Trubisky be better. And they're going out there to, to start here to build the foundation and then push on. But like I said, the, the Browns are favorite to win the division. And I just don't see it. How do you have that so much distraction? You don't even know who your quarterback is. Well, that's it. And and the thing for me is like, you know, this to me, I feel like we are going to look back in two or three years time and go, this was the retool. Like, you know, as much as people don't want to think this is a rebuild, this was a significant retool <laughs> or let's call it a renovation, like a home improvement kind of thing. And, and hopefully it's successful, but I think we'll look back on it and go, that's what it was. And there's some really good young guys, particularly on offense, and that's going to be a big deal. That is going to be a really big deal. 100%. Um, even even Steelers fixes are there. Harris is now King Henry's weight. Like, he's he's the second-year guys. I always like to watch second-year guys. Yeah. We talked about it before, right? And now Muth is getting really comfortable in his skin, too. Oh, just, he's like, going to be... Just to see how <laughs> his mannerisms and, like, how he is as a person. And you can see he, he can probably control the offense and help out, right? I, I'm not like, I just say, guys, like this is the year to be to be the best underdog because we are have a chance to be a really horrible team that everyone thinks we are. And in reality, they got better in so many areas. Yes, there's still the line may not be the best um, for you. You know, Skipper and those guys coming in that may not be the best or cornerback, right? Or is T- Terrell, um, is, he, is he the best guy next to Minka? But you look at all the key pieces that we have in a brand new start, and no one thinks we're going to win. That is the most intriguing part about this whole offseason, to me anyway. Yeah, and, and, and that's why I think it goes back to Tyler today's show, which I'm glad that we've landed there toward the end of the show. It, be open-minded in this open season. You know, be really open-minded because, you know, when you and I went through the records a couple of weeks ago and Joseph Brown brings it up. Like, I went through the record, and honestly, all things being equal – and we know that some teams, you know, have injuries. Some teams on paper look great, and then they have terrible starts to the season. Things don't work. Like, the Steelers could be, a, 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 to me, they're anywhere between 9 and 13 wins, 100%. I mean, you had them at 14 wins, didn't you, when we did it? No, I'm not, I'm not did sure. It. Yeah, but no, I agree with that. They, they, could, they could go out there, depending how things flow, right? Because you need to get exactly. into a, a, um, a winning streak near the end, too, right? Mm. So... <clears throat> But, and I think even the first four are going to be really hard 
Bengals Patriots, but I just really if we like I just want a week two preview, but I don't see the I don't see Mac Jones coming into town and winning. <laughs> just I just don't not with this defense. If the defense is healthy, healthy, and it's like okay, we have all, all our ducks ducks in order. Open season. I, I just do not see how Mac Jones can go out there and throw three touchdowns, score twenty one points, and win. Uh, that's just me. Now the harder the harder one is going to the Bengals to win, but everyone on paper. Every NFL fan already thinks we've lost and we're 0-1. So it's exactly the same scenario as last year going to the Bills. And this it's a better team, it, it, depending who we start at quarterback. But you're telling me that Najee and guys like him aren't ready. Now, come on, oh, man. Najee's ready. Najee's like, they're ready. ready. They, they, are, they are so ready. To- oh, they still have to be. Like, I know he's put on the weight. I know he did the workload last year. But if they don't manage snaps with him... Like, I'm going to be really disappointed because we need him. Like, if we want to win playoff football, you need Najee fresh. You can't have he Najee. Was frustrated that, he was frustrated that uh, they, they weren't doing tackling yet. You know, he wanted to get to get physical or something like that. I think 100% because he wants to yeah. get that into him. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to feel, yeah, he wants to get that through those paces. I can see him going for the preseason, doing, doing a few reps. Um, I think to me, like, to, to me, he's one to watch. And I know, look, I know, it, look, Say, for instance, right, if you're a Steelers fan, this is the way I see it, is watching the players progress, get better, get get worse, and seeing them as as not just winning, you know, the championship. But for me, a guy to watch this year is Najee's progression. Of how Najee's, like, got better. Because here's the thing, right? This is why I always forget, as we get older and gray in the hair for me, right? Um, Cameron Haywood is near the end of his career. And you go, what? Yeah, I know. It's over. Need to enjoy what Najee is doing with this offense. Need to enjoy what Muth is going to do with this offense because it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, you know, fresh air in that offense for sure. I'm telling you, you got to enjoy these little moments to where, um, if he starts to carve it up, let's get behind him because you got to enjoy that ride because sometimes we get to the end of it with Cameron Hayward's, you know, hasn't won a Super Bowl with him yet. It could be over soon, and then that's it. So, yeah, I want to bring up this one, you know. They stunk worse than the, than the 60s team last year. How they won nine games is a miracle in itself. I don't remember them making the playoffs in the 60s, but okay, Alan, like, you know, you've had a lot of negativity in the live chat. If you don't like it, I don't know. I don't know why you're listening to Steelers shows in the off season if you're that down on the team. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I, we, You know, we love everyone listening, but like, have a bit of positivity. Be open-minded. If there's anything you take away from this show, please be open-minded. Um that's, that's that, that that comment's funny too, though. They're, they're worse than the '60s teams. The game was different. That's that's like forty years difference. No, sorry, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60 years difference in the game. Like back then in the '60s, I wasn't alive. But looking at highlights, you could coat hanger people. You could you could yeah. hold them to the ground and punch them in the face while you're down there. Um, I was watching the the other day Super Bowl. I think it was nine. I literally saw a Steeler come over the middle and knock out a Viking with like two fists to the face <laughs> while he was in the air. Like the game was different. Like you can't, I can't, you can't judge that. In my opinion, you can't judge 60s versus 2020 because you can't do anything in 2022. But back then, you can well, knock so their head off. Played, was it 12 games back then? Top of my head. 12 or 14. And games. the whole idea of the gridiron was different. They didn't throw the ball. There was, the schemes weren't the same. They had, you go back and watch Franco Harris and um, uh, Rocky Blyer, which I wish they could bring back. I want to see a two back set. I love that. I love that. Like the mystery of who you're going to hand it to, left or right. <laughs> You know, I love the two back set. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I just think that that's. Yeah, 
Righto. Um, but, Mark, I think that pretty much wraps up this week's Steelers Touchdown Under. Um, I'm Matty Peveril with Marky D, as always. Yeah, well, thanks for checking out the show. And uh, Tuesday Skipper will make the team. That is a, a hundred. No, I can't say hundred percent guarantee. But thank you no, for checking I out. Know, you know what? You know what? Hundred percent guarantee. Hundred percent guarantee. And I've got right, the receipt. And when he I'll doesn't make later. the team, I'm going, going on around. a rant. <laughs> uh, all right then. No, I can't do. You, you should never no, get hundred percent. Do it, money where your mouth is. <laughs> Show some balls. Play some, you know, real true, you know, real football. Nineteen sixty style, as Alan Olive likes. Go on, prove it. Go on, back All right, then. 99% sure that Tuesday Skipper will make the team. 99%. No, 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 no. Yeah. He either <laughs> makes the team or he doesn't. Does he make the All team right. or does he not? We haven't got any more time, Matty. I think we have to go. I think Mark, I'll, I'll sit here. I'll cop it from back. We need an end of the debate. Does he make the team or does <clears> he? <throat> say it. See this? All right. Say it. Say it. I reckon say he will. Here, here's my thought. I think that Tuesday Skipper will make the team. Because it'd be Highsmith, TJ Watt, and then we have the the uh he could play over Janard Avery. I think I think uh, I can never pronounce his name. Tuska. Tuska will make the team. So you have five outside line outside oh, we're linebackers. Not picking five with, with no. He makes the team. All right. I don't think he does. So I don't know, we'll see. Oh yeah, uh, oh. go Steelers. <laughs> <laughs>